Good morning, everybody. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which it stands, two nations under God, with uh, liberty and justice for some, those that uh, have connections, those that are connected, those that are liberal and that are Democrats, that they don't have to pay for their crimes. They just get off and get to go free and get to go fight for another round of whatever. So anyway, welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to talk about faith and life through the lens of faith, through what people put faith in and what you need to put faith in, in our view, uh, in order to someday have true life, have a true meaning to your life. Um, there's so many things that go on today that, that really don't mean anything and aren't leading people anywhere, but to destruction. And uh, we want to help people avoid that if we can. And as my wife reminded me the other day, uh, I want to try and keep this positive whenever I can. It's very easy to go negative and complain about everything. And there's a lot of shows out there that do that. And uh, I got to try and figure out how not to do that on here. I want to be positive and uh, encourage people in what, what I believe is the most beautiful thing there is, the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who came and died for us, who rose again and is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us at this moment as we speak. And with that in mind, this life is is takes on a whole new meaning. When you think about the fact that you are a created being by a God who loves you and wants a relationship with you versus what? You know, there's really nothing else there versus a God of the Mohammedan religion that is unapproachable and that you just hope if you do the right things he'll accept you someday uh the god of of how many other religions that really don't mean anything they were just maybe good folks like buddha or whatever i don't know and then you've got uh you know even within christianity the prosperity gospel and all kinds of stuff going on there that that men have um taken things that they should not have uh, and run them astray of what I believe Christ would want. And when you look at the word of God, what God would want. So let's keep that in the right context. Um, but today and this month, we started out in the beginning. And the beginning for us here at It's a Religion starts in the Bible in the book of Genesis. And if you've never read the book of Genesis, I encourage you to do that. Uh, you know, it's very accurate. And I would, would suggest it's scientific in nature. When you look at, at the ministries of uh, ICR, the Institute for Creation Research, Answers in Genesis, and some of these other places, they make very reasoned scientific arguments for creation and for a young earth. And to simply for evolutionists to simply look at that and go, oh, that's, a, you know, and, and kind of kowtow it and and uh, try and marginalize it like it's just a bunch of nut nuts. When you look at our society today and what happens, you know, the whole COVID narrative, if you don't follow the narrative of certain people that aren't telling you the truth, you get ostracized, you get uh, canceled, you get put, and Why? Why can't you have a reasoned debate about things and let people make up their own mind? Well, people who don't follow the truth, people who follow uh, 
after things that aren't faithful, that aren't uh, God-centered, that aren't of the truth, can't stand you picking apart their their truth, right? And that's why people take so much offense today to everything. You know, my truth is the right truth, and you can't tell me otherwise. And it's really a sad thing. You know, I don't. People can try and pick apart Christianity all they want, and I don't care because I know it's true, and it's not going to change my view at all. But if you go after someone that believes wholeheartedly in evolution and say, you know, look, there's another way, there's a different way to look at this, they freak out. A lot of them, you know, I remember there was this gal in California when people started saying, you know, you should teach both sides of this in public school. You should teach that there couldn't have been a creator. Or, you know, we came about by evolution and they were just, oh, they were, you, you couldn't, uh, just awful. Bill Nye the Science Guy is another one. I mean, it's ridiculous. The guy stands out there and talks about how somehow that's going to be uh, a detriment to our kids. And I'm like, it's going to help them think. It's going to help them look at data and analyze it and think for themselves, Bill. And what's wrong with that? You know, you have your theory. That's fine. That's that's your prerogative. That's your uh, choice in life. That's your, you know, you have every right to do that. You can put your faith and trust in evolution. But don't say that other people can't believe something different, especially when there's plenty of facts there that support it. And, you know, I remember the debate he had with with, uh, Ken Ham at Answers in Genesis. And, you know, he was was complaining about the two-by-two thing with Noah's flood, which we just got done reading about. And, you know, saying, oh, there's no way that could ever happen, da-da-da-da. And you're saying all this variation came from those certain kinds. And, you know, I would have just had a one-liner. I said, well, wait a minute. You say they all come from a bowl of soup. Which one's more believable, Bill? And just leave it at that. Because that's essentially what they believe. You know, there was a soup, you know, millions of years ago. And I just, it's comical. But, again, when you put your faith and hope in a lie, you're going to defend that. You're going to try and uh, defend that position. A lie doesn't like to be... Uh, looked at it doesn't like to be um, analyzed and debated but the truth doesn't mind that so much because it's the truth it's comfortable in its truthfulness and that's that's our approach here and it's a religion and uh, faithless godless people they're we need to care for them we need to help them we need to help them see the light of truth in God's word and eventually if, if they reject that as Christ said, you know, you don't want to cast your pearls before a swine in that just in the sense that, you know, at some point there's no point in, in trying to convince people because they're they're unconvincible. They've made their choice and, and they're going to be separated from God forever, unfortunately. And there's nothing you or I can do about that. I believe people have a free will under God's sovereignty. God is sovereign over everything. If he wanted to convert everybody at this instant, he could do that if he wanted to, but he doesn't. He gave Adam and Eve a choice in the garden, whether they wanted to eat the fruit. Um, you know, he talks about people's faith in the, in terms in the new Testament, that it's their faith that they've exhibited and, uh, has allowed him to heal them. And so, you know, why God does things the way he does, I don't know. And I believe there's a purpose and plan to everything and God's purposes and plan will be worked out. Um, you know, but I look even in the Bible in Genesis where God says it repented him uh, of making man. 
because it it the uh, experiment, if you will, the whatever you know, I don't know what God's full intention was outside of us having a relationship with Him in Him creating us. He doesn't really explain His purpose in creation in the Bible. Uh, but yet, when we get into it a little bit more, you look at how much God loves His creation, how much God. You know, in uh, John three sixteen, it says, "God so loved the world," and that implies every and everybody in it uh, that He sent His own Son to die for us. So there's, it, it's just a fascinating uh, book, the Bible, and and every time I read it, I learn more. Like this time through Genesis, I realized how how specific the Bible is about timing on these things, the timing of the flood, the timing of creation, and. You know, compared to evolution, where these guys talk about, you know, things between 600 and 800 million years or this and that, you know, it was 730 some million years ago. And and they have no idea, you know, you ask them, well, who was there to observe that? Well, nobody. But we just know it's it's true because we can date things. And I just we need to be mindful of their desire to prove it right. Because that's what we're doing. You know, we have the Bible. We start from that as a premise to prove what's real and what's true. They don't. And so there's going to be conflict there. So let's look at Genesis. We we were just through day eight when the flood had receded. And Genesis 9 says this, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth. And upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moves upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hand they are delivered. So God has given uh, Noah and his family dominion over all the beasts of the earth. Every moving thing that lives shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require, at the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of every man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheds man blood by man, shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. So we are made in the image of God. And that means something. And you, be ye fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and unto his sons with him, saying, <clears throat> And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl and of the cattle and of every beast of the earth, with you from all that go out of the dark or out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there be any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is a the token of the covenant which I made between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. You know, and I'm, I wonder scientifically if, remember before it rained in the earth, it didn't rain in the earth. There was a mist that came up from the ground and watered the earth to make it green. And so I believe there was a change here that now uh, rain would develop. You know, God created, I, I think the flood changed more than just certain things. You know, I don't know if the pressure increased on the earth and that's what helped uh, limit man's uh, ability to live longer 
you know, because prior to the flood, they were living, you know, even Noah lived to 950 years. So, and there must have been a shift in how the climate was, how uh, things were back then. And that's another reason evolution, in my view, makes absolutely no sense because you can't tell what things were like. Even if that, you know, a couple thousand years ago, they weren't taking measurements on things. And so we really don't have any idea what the decay rates of certain molecules were at that point. Um, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh, and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah. Of them was the whole earth overspread. So Noah didn't have any more kids. He was too old, apparently. I don't know. But it doesn't say he had any more uh, children. And Noah began to be a husbandman and planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunken. So, uh, to my wonderful Baptist friends, I mean, right here it even says, Noah's wine uh, caused him to be drunk, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. So, uh, Shem and Japheth honored their father in doing this. You know, Noah apparently got drunk and fell asleep when he was in a state of undress. So um, Ham apparently was, it seems like maybe making fun of his dad. And uh, Shem and Japheth were like, okay, yeah, that's not right. We need to honor him and, and cover him up. <clears throat> Noah woke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. So somehow he found out about it. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, the servant of servants, shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years, and all the days of Noah were 900 years, 950 years, and he died. And that is chapter 9 of the Holy Bible. And it's not just the Bible, it's the Holy Bible. It's set apart, it's a book that is different than every other book because it talks about uh, how we got here and the purpose of everything. And so uh, it's different, right? Holy means to be set apart, to be something different than than the run-of-the-mill stuff that's going on, right? So what is going on out there in the world today, folks? What do we think? You know, we just got through January 6th, with which one side claims is like the worst thing that, that's ever happened in this country and compared it to uh, uh, December 7th, 1941, when the Japanese uh, attacked Pearl Harbor. They compared it to 9-11-2001 when planes struck the World Trade Center. And, um. 
you know, I think it, it's interesting that uh, Mr. O'Biden said he was going to be the, uh, you know, bring everybody together and, and be the one that, that tries to formulate peace and unity in this country. And, you know, when he came out and gave a speech the other day about January 6th, that all he did was, was push the divide button, you know, and, and Democrats will say, you know, certain people, again, I believe faithless, godless people will say that that they're, they they claim things that they have never in any intention of doing, and then they put things on others that they themselves are doing. Uh, but, you know, when he claims to be the, the guy that's going to bring everybody together and then goes out and just everything that he does is dividing people further, uh, you know, Trump never said that. He never said, hey, I'm going to be the great, the guy that brings everybody together. I think he thought he could do that. Um. But he said, look, I want to make this country great. I love America. And one side of that equation doesn't, just does not. They want to be part of the global community. They want to be part of this global uh, one world government. Um, and that's that's what you see happening. That's why they have to cheat. Because people in this country don't want that. People that are Americans want to be Americans. We're fine with that. We don't mind that, most of us. And I think there's a very vocal minority that doesn't want that, that wants to be part of this global community, that wants socialism, that wants to implement that in this country and become China, where they can monitor everything you do and give you points for doing the right things and, and chastise you for not. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the next uh, 20 years or so because it's it's gotten pretty ugly. Uh, um, Democrat push to remove filibuster exposes hypocrisy. Yeah, well, Democrats have been probably the biggest hypocrites on the planet for many years, so I don't, don't see that changing anytime soon. Biden administration tells hospitals certain COVID patients may qualify for treatment faster based on their race. Again, another way that they can divide us and, and uh, um, pit us against each other. And that's what you see with uh, a lot of politicians. They want to divide us, keep us all fired up. And then they'll come out later and say things and help people see things that are true. Um when it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, you know, we're two years into this pandemic and all of a sudden the governor of New York releases this thing. It was uh, um, something to do with uh, the actual um, hospitalizations for COVID are really only about half what they say that they are. And what that means is most people got into this, uh, got into the hospital because of something else and happened to test positive for COVID. So they counted as a hospitalization for COVID. And the misinformation that's been in this, this thing from the get-go is has driven the whole thing. It's making people do things that they wouldn't normally do. Um, you know, I look even in my own town, and we live in a small town in the upper Midwest, that, you know, people still come out with masks on. Even though there's been many studies that prove masks don't, stop anything when it comes to this disease and you're you know but somebody in the government said we should do it and it makes people feel better so i mean even fauci said that at one time when wearing a mask might make you feel better but it's not really going to stop anything 
And then, you know, two months later, he's like, oh, you got to wear masks. And I only lied about that because we didn't have enough. And I'm like, okay. And yet he's still the one telling the uh, government what we should do to respond to this thing. I just, that guy should have been fired a long time ago. But again, when you have faithless, godless people that want to control things, that uh, put their faith and trust in evolution or money or um, other people, uh, that's what you get. So we need to be praying for these folks. We need to be praying for Tony Fauci to become a person of integrity, that God would capture his heart, that God would turn him and help him see the error of his ways, just like we've all had errors in our lives. We've all made mistakes. We've all done things that we shouldn't. And so... Uh, let's do that. Let's have a national prayer campaign for Dr. Tony Fauci. I think that would be hilarious. That might change a few hearts. And, uh, you know, for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and all these people that want to do our country harm and are doing our country harm by what they're doing, the people in the bureaucracy at the federal level that, um, you know, the FBI that has gone so wayward, the people in the D.C. jail that are holding people uh, indeterminately for the January, just walking in the Capitol building on January 6th, unarmed, not trying to hurt anybody, but going in there and yeah, making some of the guys made a little bit of a mess of things. They shouldn't have been breaking windows, shouldn't have been breaking doors. And, uh, but at the end of the day, what, what really happened? You know, I, that whole thing I believe was a setup, you know, for you had 2 million people there and you're only going to have like you know, 500 cops standing outside that that deal. And then half of them are inviting people in to the Capitol. They're just standing around, not trying to prevent anybody from coming in at all. I, the whole thing is surreal. And, it, you know, they should be releasing all that videotape that they have because there's a lot more there. And I think people would be really upset with what they see because it's not what they're being told happened. So, but again, you got people that want to maintain their power that are more interested in power than truth. And that's what you end up with. You end up with a situation like that. Um, that, uh, you know, people, uh, buenos noches, my beautiful patriots, says Donaldo Trumpo, il Donaldo Trumpo. Enjoy every single moment of our Freedom Fiesta Weekend with your friends and familia. I don't know where that's at. Uh, I love you. Absolutely love those oranges, by the way. So it must be down in Florida somewhere. I, I think Trump's going to run again. It's going to be interesting. It'll be crazy. And uh, they're still going to try and, and nail him to the wall. But, uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that, that Mr. Trump um, talks about Christ and uh, says he is the king. He is the uh, the savior of the world. And so whatever you think of him personally, you know, we all make mistakes. We all have issues, certain issues that we need to fix or need to address. And so I would encourage you to, uh, to think about, to, to take a step back from the personal, man, I really don't like this guy. And even with Biden, same thing. You know, he's got poor guy should never be in the position he's in. I don't think he knows where he's at half the time. But he's the president, unfortunately. 
um, cheating or not, he's got the the mantle of leadership right now. So we need to be praying that he would he would uh, get it straight, get it right, and be what's for this country and for its people, because that's what the government's supposed to be for. You know, it's the American government. It's the American federal government. It's not the government of China or the government of Western Europe. And uh, I think we, some of the folks in this country have forgotten that, and we need to help remind them. So with that, we'll leave it be. Happy Sunday. Happy Lord's Day. Go worship our true King, our God, the King of the universe, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father God. And if you don't know him, let us know. Ehud at itsareligion.org. That's Ehud at itsareligion.org. We'll be happy to help any way we can. If you can, on your own, get a Bible app on your phone or go get a a hard copy Bible and read the book of John. Get to know the Lord Jesus and who he is. Read the book of Genesis to know how we got here and what what the purpose is of this life. Um, And uh, we believe you'll be much better off in the end, especially once you leave this planet. So... Have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, the summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your